Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. All right. Turn with me, please, to the book of Exodus, chapter 13. And I'm wanting to go and do a little bit of a recap on a message that I touched on in November of last year. And there are bits and pieces that I feel the Lord wants to bring to our attention, just to make sure that we really got it. But there's some uh, additions that we're going to be um, weaving into our time together this morning. All right, so Exodus chapter 13, and we're going to pick it up from verse 17. Now when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. Oh, you remember that from last week as well. All right. We're always looking for shortcuts, and sometimes in the wisdom of God, the shortcut is actually will be a lead to our downfall. The Lord is causing us to go in a roundabout way because he's got specific things in mind. He knows things way more than what we do. Right? Isaiah says his ways are far higher than our ways. His thoughts higher than ours. So God knows a whole bunch of things. So sometimes, can we maybe even say many times, the shortcut is actually not going to be to your benefit. It might be short-term fruit, but it's not going to lead to trees. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. That's a remarkable thing. Return to Egypt. I mean, what was Egypt? Egypt was bondage, was slavery, was hardship. Right? They were in serious lockdown there in Egypt. They were confined to the area of Goshen. They had to make bricks without straw. They had hard taskmasters would whip them. I mean, it, it was horrible. Why would you willingly choose to go back into something that's terrible? God knows human nature. We're watching some unusual things take place in our planet today. Where people will willingly choose to reinstate things that people fought a world war over. And people are willingly say, yes, let's rebuild a concentration camp. Sorry, I need to stay on topic here, but I cannot understand how people can think in that way. We're talking the free world. Okay, come back here. God knows people. He made them. He understands that when people are faced with certain things, sometimes they will choose to go back into bondage, slavery. It's crazy. But they will willingly choose that. God's got better plans. Sometimes he enables us to go the long way around. So we don't face too much pressure at once 
and cause us to make a wrong choice because he loves us so much. So the long way around isn't necessarily God's punishment. It's God's grace for you. Hmm. Man. Verse 18. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Going to try and get to that thing. Ready for battle. Why were they ready for battle? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked it. They came out of Egypt, out of that place of bondage. They were coming into freedom. The whole prophetic meal of the Passover. That they were escaping the tyranny of what they'd been bound for 1400 years. They were stepping into the promised land. That was what they were heading towards. Freedom and the promised land. And what God had prophesied to them well over 400 years before. Abram, everywhere where your feet will tread, I will give you this land. And I'll give it to you and to your descendants. They knew there was a promised land. And they had all the prophetic words. And of course they had the bones of Joseph prophesying to them, one day God will come to your aid. Surely God's going to come through. And when he does, we're heading for freedom. Take my bones with you. But in laying hold of that freedom, they had to contend for it. Too many believers especially in the supernatural environment like us, because we believe in the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts and the workings of God in our day, the supernatural, the miraculous, we believe in this stuff. Yes, we contend for this stuff. But it's easy for people to slip into a mindset that, you know what, I just need a little bit of magic dust. I just need a bit of supernatural Holy Spirit that his intervention will just like sort it all out and I've actually just got to, you know, float along on the lilo as I get carried down the stream of God. And we don't recognize that actually part of our freedom is get, be armed for battle. God says, I'll give it to you, now go and fight for it. Now, is it give or is it fight? Yeah, it's the both and. So I'm going to give you these things, but contend for them. That's what I love about breakthrough. That's you. Come and wake up the person next to you. He's talking about you and again. This is what I love about you, all right, is that you are willing to be part of a family that is contending for breakthrough, and that you willingly actually join the family which recognizes that there are going to be things in the way that you're going to need a breakthrough in order to get through them. Okay? 
okay, I need some help here, guys. It's the beginning of the year. I need, you know, talk back at me. You only need a breakthrough when you're facing an impossible situation. Everybody wants a miracle. Fantastic. What's the problem? Yeah. The problem is you only need a miracle when you're facing an impossible situation. If everything is fine and you've got it all sorted, you don't need a miracle. It's only when it's way beyond your ability, that's when you need a miracle. The rest of the time, you're putting to good use, you're stewarding the gifts and the graces, the talents, the abilities that God has given to you. He's put things into your life, into your hand, and he says, now be a good steward with what I've given to you, because one day you're going to give an account for what I've given you. So put it to good effect, right? So as a good Christian, you put it to good effect. But there are times when even that is not enough and then you need God to come through powerfully with supernatural intervention. You need a breakthrough. Okay. By signing up to the family, we've said, God, we're okay with impossible situations. Bring them on. Does anybody want to leave the family now? Because you understand, we have to live up to our name. God called us breakthrough. I didn't come up with the name. In fact, when I got here, at first, I didn't like the name. I thought, man, they can't even spell properly. That's kind of breakthrough. What kind of a name is breakthrough? Oh my goodness, my eyes were opened began to see the Lord prophetically gave us that name so that we could actually see him breaking through powerfully. I mean, the joy, the fun, the amazement, the wonder of seeing the miraculous, the supernatural. What an absolute pleasure and delight. Yeah? The hard part is you're facing all those obstacles. But when we face the obstacles, you see, this was the whole thing with the Egyptian, the, the people of God, that they didn't go back into Egypt. What's go back into Egypt? Lord, this is not fair. God, if you were God, you wouldn't allow this calamity, this difficulty in my life. And people allowed despair and disillusionment and depression and all the other things that start with D to come into your life. You just doubt and disbelief and all these kinds of things and it actually wars against your spiritual growth in God we face those tests come on let's just be real okay forget your Sunday face just be real we all face these challenges and these difficulties I was going to preach it next week, but maybe I'll just pull it in a little bit now. It's about a test, guys. Welcome to the test. It's an open book test. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. But it was also an unannounced test. 
Oh, and by the way, we've been in the test for two years. That's what this is all about. How are you doing in the test? Did you know you were in a test? Come back next week and I'll tell you more about the test. God's doing big things in the world today. When I say today, I mean this time period, this season. Too many people think the devil is winning. Guys, you're tuning into the wrong station. If you think the world's systems are prevailing, you're tuning into the wrong frequency. And even this world's frequency is diminishing. You know that CNN lost 34% of their viewership last year. Actually, hang on, I think it was 38%. Fox and those guys lost 34%. That sort of main, mainstream media, the purveyors of fear, they're losing. In fact, there was a prophetic word, wasn't there? Prophetic word about two years ago that these things would actually close down. Yeah. The most trusted voice in America, but they're all being investigated for being involved with pedophilia rings. That's disgusting. Yeah. So why would we want to turn on these, these voices? Last week I was... I was trying to pull us back to the bigger picture. God's got a big plan. Yes, we focus on what's happening with my life right here, right now, <clears throat> my finances, my vehicle. Listen, I'm okay with a Porsche. Just, just saying. <laughs> just saying. You must eat a little fruit every now and then. See, otherwise the guys who come driving in here with a Porsche and we've got a few of them they're going oh better find another church it's okay it's okay you can bring your Porsche it's fine Daryl where was I? Last week, yes. Big picture. So the small picture stuff, we worried about our car, our finances, our kids, the school, and all these things. These are legitimate concerns and worries. They are. They consume an enormous amount of our time, our focus, our prayer life, all these things. So Lisa and I, we had three boys. Yeah? My mom, she's not remembering things so well anymore. She says, oh, and have you got kids? She says, yes, mom. The three boys. Three boys? No girls? She says, no, mom, we're happy with boys. But, yo, we prayed. 
we prayed. You know? Hmm. Some of them, we said, please, we actually don't want your child in our school. Because it's, you know, it won't work well for us. They were worried about their reputation. I just love the fact that they all qualified. International qualifications. I just feel in the spirit just to, to say this for, for some parents here. Because the words that were spoken over them were they won't succeed. As a parent, that is devastating. I tell you, we, we prayed and we cried those, those years ago. We know. Come on, we're in this together. All right. The Lord, he makes no mistakes. He makes no mistakes. You say to your child, you will succeed. Yeah? Maybe we need to find a different solution, but there will be a solution and you will succeed. Don't allow the, the heavy words of judgment and accusation from others to put a, a limit, a cap on your family. Lord, bless our parents. Yeah, especially those with young children. Tough, tough school environment. Lord, grace, patience, endurance. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, that there are keys to unlock every single precious child who is a treasure from heaven. Amen. So we face all these difficulties. We've got the big picture. We've got the small picture. In the big picture, do not believe the narrative and don't buy into the spiritual storm that would say that the devil is winning and the kingdom is not advancing. God is not a man that he would lie. He said his kingdom will be an advancing kingdom. It's always advancing. Of the increase of his rule and of his government, there'll be no end. Of the increase, there's no end. You know, as the graph just keeps on going up and up and up, there's an acceleration in the kingdom. So don't buy into the, the media and the narrative that all is doom and gloom. It is not. God's still shaking stuff. Yes, there's still a whole lot of shaking going on. Yeah? We'll talk about that in the next week or two. The Lord gave us, just like the Vol Dam overflowing 110% this last week, signs and wonders. I mean, while we were in the meeting here last week, there was fire. It wasn't so much from heaven, but there was fire. Burning down parliament. It's a sign. We need eyes, the sons of Issachar, who knew to read the signs of the times and what to do. (laughs) 
I'm going to be naughty. Not for nothing. When the president is gathered all of the people and you paid 1.2 million to sit next to him. And every, every seat that was for sale was sold. And then there was darkness. Some of you would have been accustomed to or know of a prophetic ministry a prophet by the name of Johnny Enlow. As the Lord has given him an amazing ability to see things in natural circumstance that prophesy to what God is planning to do. God's really big. If he can cause all things to work together for good, even stuff that the enemy tries to do, God can turn it around and make it as that was good. So I'm not saying God brought the fire to parliament, but God speaks through all sorts of things. And this last week, goodness, taking a hammer to the constitution? Come on, in the natural, a literal hammer taken to the constitutional court. Signs. Things are happening. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. All right? But we've been speaking about this. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So that the unshakable things of the kingdom might remain. And right throughout lockdown, we've been speaking about the rise and the fall of nations. What's going on on the planet? God's busy. God's busy. So we often think about the bread, the milk, the kids, the money, what, what, what. Small stuff. And yes, God is in that detail. Surely God will come to your aid. But actually, as God was coming to their aid, at the same time, God was sorting out a whole nation, the Egyptians, the superpower of the day. First they took the money. Stock exchange was gone. They took the gold, the silver, the earrings, everything that went off with it. And they willingly gave it to the people of Israel. And then, if I can get to it, <laughs> the army, the military superpower of the day, washed away. God was on about sorting out nations. Oh, and by the way, the Amorites, their wickedness had reached its ceiling and God says, okay, it's now time to go and sort them out. So in taking hold of the promised land, they were sorting out an issue and a problem that God knew was going to reach its fullness and needed to be sorted out. And so you had a nation going down as another nation was rising up. It's amazing in a, in a span of, let's call it, you know, 80 years. From Moses through to the other side of Joshua. Egypt gone. 
Amorites gone, the nation of Israel established, promised land, boundaries. That's a massive shift and change on the global scene. So why did they go out armed for battle? Because they were prophetic people. They were a breakthrough people. You see, a, a church family can take on all kinds of values and can, can be called, mandated by the Lord to live and to be a particular um, source of, of life and of, of blessing to its community. Some churches are meant to be hospitals. It's like, you know what, bring all the broken. Now, I grew up in a church, the mandate was a hospital. It was called the caring center, then became the caring community. And in my house, when I grew up as a little kid, it was my dad's house, really. I just thought it was my house. But We had other people come and live with us, and they were very broken people. But the mandate was to be a place of healing. It was a hospital. Now, we still carry the value of compassion. We care for one another. We love. We, we want to see the Lord bring wholeness to people. But primarily, that's not the mandate on this house. We would have been given a very different name than breakthrough. Breakthrough is for people who got a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning from Nehemiah. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on, on his writing. When they rebuilt the wall, they were facing war, but they built while they were facing war. And they had a trowel to build in the one hand, and a dagger, a sword in the other. We're going to build stuff, but man, we're facing all kinds of things and we're going to sort it out. We front foot people. We go after the things in the supernatural. We risk a few things. You keen? Great. It's amazing what you can get out of a couple of verses. That was verse 18. Verse 19 of Exodus 13. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. We covered that last week, yeah? After leaving Sukkoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. And remember that amazing kind of, oh my goodness. The Lord caused them because of his presence. His presence there in the pillar of fire 
that even in adversity, even in the time of the day when you shouldn't be traveling, nighttime, they were enabled to travel. We can face adverse conditions on the planet economically and we're still going to move forward. In fact, we may encounter some significant lag in the economy in the next couple of months because of what was locked down over 2020 and 2021. There may be some financial headwinds. That doesn't matter. Why? Because the Lord has, has put in our hearts to believe that we understand that His resources are not tied to this world's economy. We include it in our declaration. We believe that God can do things way beyond what we can do just with our hands. And He can supply what we need even in lean times. Hey, Isaac, it's a drought, it's famine, but I don't want you doing what everybody else is doing. Here, put your seed in the ground now, here. And by faith, he did it, and he reaped a hundredfold return. The economy said, no go. God said, I'm going to pour out blessing and favor. And what happened was, because everybody else went down and he got a hundredfold, there was this double up effect in terms of his stature financially and in every other way. God can do this. We can travel by day or by night. The kingdom will advance. It doesn't matter what the government does. We will advance. Come on, you need to hold on to this one. It doesn't matter what the mandates will be. The church will advance. Some parts of the planet, churches cannot meet. Don't panic. The kingdom will still advance. You see, we can buy into the narrative which is so filled with fear that we can actually diminish our expectation of what God is doing. And we can retreat and our faith shrinks. And there's a lack of belief that actually God is more powerful than any force on the planet. Doesn't matter who they are. See what I did there? doesn't matter who. God's still on the throne. Don't panic. You think the devil's winning? You're reading the wrong book. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> Verse 22. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Then Moses, sorry, then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi-Hahiroth between Migdol and the sea. Pi-Hahiroth 
was the, the, the name of a place where there was like a cliff, there was a, um, a, a narrowing, so they were, in a sense, hemmed in by this, this cliff, right? Um, and then Migdol, Migdol, the name means a fortified tower, a strong place, so it was a fortified city. So they're now between this cliff, this, this sort of mountain range barrier, they've got a fortified city there, Migdol, they were to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal Zephon. Pharaoh will think, the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. Okay, so we've got these natural things, right, the cliffs and whatever around them, we've got the sea on the one side, you've got fortified cities over there, and the Lord says, okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do, we're going to broadcast that this is a supernatural showdown. I want you to camp opposite Baal Zephon. God's got a crazy sense of humor. Okay? Because Baal Zephon is the name of this place where they would worship Baal, who's a foreign god, right? Idol, idolatry, false god. But they would look to this, this idol or this, this false god, Baal Zephon. Zephon was god of the north or god of the north wind. And so they understood that this power was over the storms, get it? The storms of the ocean. And God says, I'll show you some power. It's a confrontation, it's a supernatural confrontation between the God of all gods and this false God. So Egypt, I mean that was the whole thing of the plagues, right? With back in with Pharaoh. It was all about a confrontation between the God of all gods, the God of the Hebrews, the Israelites, and the false gods. Pharaoh even looked at himself as though he was God. And God says, well, we'll show you who's God. It's like, oh, so you've got a God who's over maritime trade and travel, the God of storms and the north wind. I'll show you a wind. I'll show you a storm. You put your trust in this false God. Let's see where that gets you, Egyptian army. This is powerful stuff. Just like snuck in the scriptures here. Does it make you tingle? God is really, really big. When we talk about the rise and fall of nations, when there are institutions that set themselves up against God, In brackets, we will rule until Jesus comes back. Close brackets. What do you think is going to happen? You don't even need to be a prophet to realize that. Verse 4, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and his, all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. 
When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We've let the Israelites go and lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and he took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. Hello. What were the people of God doing? Those that had been armed for battle were marching out boldly. Okay? So they were wandering around in the wilderness there, and there, there wasn't such good you know, cell phone coverage. So they didn't get the Twitter feed. They didn't know that the Egyptians were pursuing them. Yeah, None of them were taking mobile CNN or Sky News or whatever. So they, were, they didn't know in real time that the war was unfolding. Because they didn't know, because they weren't tuned into all that other stuff, what were the people of God doing? Marching out boldly. Armed for battle, marching out boldly. What happens to them when they tune into the news? Verse 9, the Egyptians and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Hahiroth, opposite Baal-Zephon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, tuned into the news, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified, and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that he brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. <laughs> Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. What is going on here? Can you believe this? Of course we can. Why? Because we've just lived through the last two years. This is where it gets a little uncomfortable. You start squirming in your seat. Lord, you are the healer. We believe in supernatural healing, divine protection. We're a supernatural people. Nothing can touch us. Hallelujah. And we get Bill Johnson here, and we get Georgian Banoff here, and we get Kevin Dedman here, and we get all the people who are telling us we can do it. God is on the throne. And we go, yay, yay, yay. And we march out boldly. And then we tune into there's a virus. And where is the faith? See, this is next week's message. It's the test. It's the test. All right, so you're a supernatural believing people. Great. So let's send you something that you can, you know, you can practice on. 
My God can do anything. Great. Let's put that into practice. Okay, you're squirming a bit. All right, okay. But here's our answer for 2022. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Come on. There's a reason why God puts into the scriptures over and over and over again. Do not be afraid. Okay? Why does he do that so often? Well, because he knows we're going to need to hear that and to hear it often. So he's spoken it often and we will continue. He also knows, God knows who we are and he knows our frailties, he knows our weaknesses, he knows that we want to, but sometimes we shrink back. And he's full of grace and full of love and mercy and he doesn't throw a big condemnation on us and say, I gave you a chance, you messed up, off you go. He's not like that. So he said, okay guys, all right, maybe you lost that boldness in your step. Maybe you were tuning into too much of the, the daily figures, telling us how many Egyptians there are, how many chariots. Do you understand what I'm saying? We get so focused on the big numbers of the enemy that we lose some of the courage and the boldness. And the Lord, he's like, it's okay, guys. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's like the world has lost its marbles. Lost our marbles. What on earth are we doing? Do not be afraid. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Do not be afraid. If you get into fear, you can't hear God's voice. The voice of the enemy sounds like fear. And he's got bad breath. <laughs> Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Stand firm. Come on, breakthrough. This is the word for us. The Lord's saying, Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. This is what he's on about. His kingdom is an advancing kingdom. And he set us up opposite Baal, what do you call himself again? Zephon. There's a storm out there. And God's saying, hmm, that's not a storm, I'll show you one. And the Ruach of God the Holy Spirit, the wind, the Ruach of God comes into the situation there. 
stand firm, you will see the deliverance of the Lord that he will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Shh, shh, shh. Stop it. Be quiet. Shh, shh, shh. They were crying out to the Lord and they were crying out to Moses in their fear and their terror and it set up a frequency that was negative and destructive. He said, stop that. Be still. Do you remember when they marched around Jericho? With their bows and arrows and these fortified walls? And what was the instruction? Be still. Not an easy thing for certain members of the population. Be still. The kids I'm talking about. Marched around. Be still. Be quiet. Don't allow fear to come out of your mouth. Like these big walls. How are we going to do this? We can't take this. This is too big for us. Don't release any negativity, any fear. Be still. At the Red Sea. Be still. You might be terrified. Shh, shh. Don't spread fear. Stand and see what the Lord is going to do. Just you be still. God's got this. All right? Remember, they're coming out armed for battle and they're marching boldly. And God says, mm, it's not your fight, my fight. Now, what do you need to do? Stand firm. What's God going to do? I'll sort it out. You do what you can do. Stand firm. God will do what only God can do. I'll sort it out. I'll give you victory. I'll bring you deliverance. You know the rest of the story. Yeah? The wind blows... Blows through the night. Halfway through the night, the Lord opens up. The amazing thing, and I mentioned this some weeks ago, this profound thing, that the, the presence of God, so the angel of God went around the back behind the Israelites, between the Israelites and the Egyptians, and then the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire also between. So all night, the pillar of fire is giving light to the one side, but the other side is darkness. This is phenomenal in, in this chapter 14. The Egyptians, the same cloud, kept them in darkness. They couldn't see what was really going on. But God's people were in the light and they could see what was going on. They could see the Ruach of God... God the Father, God the Son, and God the Ruach. That's the Hebrew name for the Spirit. The wind of God. God was right there. And they could see something is happening. And all night, it causes this highway to open up. And they go through on dry ground. And because there's light, 
It's the presence of God. They can see what's going on. The Egyptians, darkness, they cannot see through. They don't know what's happening. The same circumstances, the people of God can see, and the people who are not of God cannot see, even though they're looking at the same thing. Sons of Issachar are watching what's going on on the planet right now, and they can see a few things. Why? Because of the presence of God. But the people who are not of God, they're in darkness, and they've got no clue what's going on. What a good time to be a believer. Because we don't have to live in fear of the future. That's why we've got such enormous confidence about this year. Because we know that the Lord is moving very powerfully. Okay, let me have my fifth ending. They go through. The cloud lifts. It's now the last part of the night. And the Egyptians go charging in which is the, sort of the usual time for a surprise attack, is that last watch of the night. And the Egyptians go charging in, and then after a short while, the Lord causes a confusion, and he literally causes the wheels to come off. Ever wondered where that phrase, the wheels come off, where it comes from? It comes from Exodus 14. God literally caused the wheels to come off the chariots. The wheels came off. And then how's this next thing? The Lord says, okay, Moses, now I want you to wave your hand across the ocean again, and it will close over the Egyptians. Yo, that thing hit me this morning. Because Moses, stretch out your hand and open up the Red Sea. But Moses, now close it up. And as you close it up, you will wipe away your enemy. The ecclesia, the church, the called out ones, the power in prayer to open things and to close things. Careful how you use your tongue. But in that movement, the superpower, the military superpower of the day, gone. The Bible says not one survived. Not one. Wow. Those who'd been the slave masters the military guys who'd been overseeing that lockdown. Gone. This gives me great hope. We look at the lives that have been destroyed through this lockdown. Not just in this country, across the planet. And the bizarre reasoning for heaps of that stuff, when they keep saying, follow the science, 
And there's very little science to it. There will come a day when the Lord says, wash it away. And this tyranny that you've been under for so long, see it no more. Don't fear. Don't fear. God's got a way out. He's got good things in store for us. He's full of mercy, kindness. He'll restore. The wages of 400 years of slavery gets paid in a night. And the opposition gets removed the last watch of the night as well. We're on the other side. And then they sang Moses' song. Miriam with a tambourine. They had a huge party. The same guy who wrote, May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Give you rest and peace from generation to generation to a thousand generations. It's that guy Moses who oversaw the carrying of Joseph's bones. He knew that this is something that carries from generation to generation. It prophesies. It prophesies the day will surely come. God is with you. And he will surely come to your aid. Amen. Let's stand. Thank you. That was a bit of a long preach. I appreciate your attention. Thank you for that. I think for some of us, We've been looking at the Egyptians too long. And we've allowed the news of how big the Egyptian army is to cause that boldness to be suppressed. That marching out boldly that we, you know, we used to, we kind of lost that swagger. It's time to get it back. It's time for us to rise up and be still. Not to be parroting the fear narrative. Stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. So why don't we ask the Holy Spirit to help us stand? Is that good? All right. Lord, we thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, you are so... You're so powerful in the overseeing of every detail that's recorded in the scriptures that would speak to us, to strengthen us, to enlighten us, to encourage us, to give us hope, to give us life, to give us clarity, to give us insight, to give us revelation. But also that your word will not return to you void. It will accomplish the very purpose for which it was sent. And these things were written as an example that we might benefit from them.
We thank you, Lord, for the benefit that comes to us through your word today. Thank you for a strength on the inside. Thank you, you're causing us to stand. We're not lying down under this thing anymore. Stand. And we will see the deliverance of the Lord. We're standing. Holy Spirit, we ask for wisdom. We ask for strength that we would be still. Where there are negative things flying around, we bring them to an end. We're not the conduit that keeps passing it along. The negativity stops with us. Thank you, Lord, that you're causing that courageous boldness to come into our steps again. That by the power of the Spirit, you cause faith and hope to arise within our hearts, to trust that you are the healer and nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too difficult for you. Hallelujah. So Lord, may your strength be imparted to each one right now by the power of your spirit. Cause a strength in emotion and mind and will and body. Let your provision for whatever we have need of Thank you, Lord, that you are our provider. We can trust you because you are a good father. Let your provision be released to your children today. Thank you, Lord, for the testimony of the testimony I've already received of new work that's been released to your people. Thank you, Lord, that that testimony spreads like a ripple effect across the entire congregation. Work and more work. Jobs and better jobs. Thank you, Lord, for increases and even bonuses that are paid in January. Unheard of. Thank you, Lord. We're ready for the unheard of. Thank you, Lord. Again, we ask, Lord, for anyone still traveling, shield and protect. Keep them safe. Thank you, Lord. And for our children, Lord, would you cause them to grow up in the paths of righteousness for your namesake. So as we go from here, may your peace flood and fill our hearts and our minds. And may joy bubble up like that never-ending gurgling spring of life. Let joy well up from deep within and may we have a joy-filled week in Joyburg. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen.